welcome to Read My Lips Radio, a lively hour of unscripted conversations with savvy creatives. Producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, asks novelists, artists, photographers, designers, comedians, actors, musicians, composers, screenwriters, directors, and technology innovators about their creative passion, inspirational muses, and how they create. Ooh, how those lips can talk. Now, here's AKA Radio Red. Hello, Facebook. Hello, Voice America Empowerment Channel. This is Red in the House. I have almost all of my scheduled guests here tonight. It is storming and raining and not very friendly out here in Durham, North Carolina. What can I tell you? But we're safe inside in the storm. This is Read My Lips cool conversations with creatives. And this is my very special Monday night show where I get to talk to really cool, interesting people who have creativity in their heart. They do it for a living. They do it for a passion. And we're going to find out how they're using their creativity to change the world for the better. That's our theme today. So let me just give you a little background on what today is in history. Today is August 16th. All kinds of special things in my life I can't tell you about on the air. Take the lipstick off my teeth. There you go. It is the 228th day of the Gregorian calendar. I want my guest, Sierra, you got to smile, lady. You got to you want to be on my show, you got to smile. Andre, too, and Stephanie, beautiful smile. 228th day of the Gregorian calendar. I want everybody to say thank you to Gregory or Greggy, okay? One, two, three. Thank, thank you, you Gregory. Gregory or Greg. I call him Greggy because I think that's what his mother probably called him hundreds of years ago when he created the calendar. There are 137 days left in 2021, and that means if you need to have something special, on your table, in your glass for New Year's Eve 2022, and we're still hoping it will be even better than, a lot better than 2020, and much better than 2021, go to a liquor store or order something online or make Kahlua in the sink in your garage or some whiskey in the bathtub. I know you all have an extra bathtub in your house somewhere. So get something special because it's the middle of August already and December's coming soon. This is the 32nd Monday in 2021. I don't think anybody cares about that except me. So there you go. To my guests, before I introduce you, we have a housekeeping note here. We have to say happy birthday to LLL. I'm going to count to three and everybody join me. One, two, three. Happy, happy birthday, birthday to LLL. Now, those people who listen to the show every week know LLL is our most loyal listener. It's lovely, lanky Laura Legg. She's a dancer I met in New York years ago, and she's my most loyal listener. However, Sierra, I created a fake GoFundMe campaign, and maybe you could help boost it. We're raising money to send LLL so she can live in London, so it can be lovely, lanky Laura Legs in London, because she lives in Whitestone, New York, and that starts with a W. Andre, that doesn't fit with the L, right? I got to right. get Andre to smile. There you go. We want to see your beautiful smile. So LLL, we send you happy birthday. She didn't listen to the show live last week because her daughter Nikki took her out to a lovely restaurant where I used to go on Long Island. I know it's Louie's Seafood Restaurant on the water in Port Washington. And I hope the lobster is still as good there, LLL, as it was years ago when I was there. A regular. Okay. So let me tell you who my special guests are. We have to do a shout out to Marion Zola, who is supposed to join us tonight, but she just had, had a procedure done and couldn't appear with us on Zoom on video for Facebook. So we're going to get Marion on on a future show. So let's talk about who we do have today. We have a couple together, if you're on Facebook looking, this beautiful couple here, Sierra Brown, and she spells her name C-E apostrophe A-I-R-A, which is 
so different and so lovely. She's a professional track athlete. She's going to tell us about what she does. And Andre, I'm sorry, Andre Henry. Yes, I'm always looking for the accent agu on the E in Andre. He's a Fortune 500 corporate accountant, and you can see that they're really cool. They formed a company named Dream Again based on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s vision right? I have a dream. And they offer special services. They'll tell us about it to what they call devalued individuals and communities. And we're going to get into the creativity of how they came together. That's a story in itself. And how they created this this company, this organization. They also co-authored a book called From Orphan to Self-Made Millionaire. And I think we're going to pick up some tips on how to make that journey. So welcome, Ciara and Andre. Very, very happy to have you here. Your book is in the background. I love it. And I met them at the National Publicity Summit, which, thank goodness, is still virtual because I don't I don't travel back to New York. I haven't been in a plane in a while, and not too many people are yet. My second guest, I'll say she's the second guest because there were a couple, so they're really one guest. There you go, talking with one voice. Stephanie J. King, and she calls herself a soulpreneur, S-O-U-L, not like a soul, S-O-L-E, entrepreneur, a soulpreneur with a trademark after it. She is a an innovator and a thought leader, get this, in mediumship, we're going to find out, in channeling, in spirituality, in teaching, in healing, and in counseling. And she is the best-selling author of not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six books. I want you to, Andre and Ciara, to be inspired. Six books, including IMI, Angelic Messages, oral, Oracle Book, and Cards, and Believe and Achieve. So welcome, Stephanie J. King. Nice to see you. And I love your background. That's uh, almost mysterious. Is that What is that behind you? That is it a sculpture? No, it's a, it's a painting. Wow. It looks like it's very three-dimensional. Mm. Lovely. Mm. We'll talk about that in a minute. So let's go around the table and have my guests introduce themselves. I'm going to start with Sierra, Lady Sierra. Would you please do us the honor? I'm going to put you on full screen video. Andre, you can just sit there and look handsome next to her, or you can chime in once in a while. She says something that you don't agree with about her bio. Sierra, tell us, what does it mean to be a professional track athlete and how you met Andre? Welcome, both of you. Hi, everyone. My name is Sierra Brown. I'm a professional track athlete for the United States. And I mean, to be a professional athlete just means to be, to me, to be mentally strong. What? <laughs> Go ahead. She's doing, she's doing great. And yeah, that's what it means to me to be mentally strong because I struggled with that for a while. So, and um, yeah, that's about it. Well, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you run as a little kid? Were you running towards something? Were you running away from something? What got you into running? Sierra, you've got a lot more to tell us. Come on. Not having my mom in my life got me into running. She actually put me into the sport. So um, I started running in middle school. And from there, you know, I went to run in high school and then college. And then after that, I went professional. So, yeah, I'm on my, like, fifth year of being a professional athlete but I had to sit out this year you know Olympics was this year and I sat out this year because um we got good news that we're having a, a baby so yeah <laughs> so wow. is this breaking news is this yeah. is this I'm, yeah, that's freaking news. Yeah. I'm I'm honored that you're telling the world that <laughs> on my show well my people say mazel tov that means congratulations I'm sure you've heard that somewhere that's wonderful how are you feeling I'm feeling good. I'm six months now, so I don't have that much. Yeah, I don't have too much 
Wow. Wow. Well, good for you. That's exciting. New life, bringing hopefully into a better world. I'm I'm almost in in tears. I didn't expect you to say that. (laughs) And Andre, I'm happy to welcome you. And why don't you give us a little bit about your background, what you do? Hello, I'm uh, Andre. I'm the CEO of Dream Again. Uh, I'm a by day. I'm a corporate accountant. I do uh, the Mid-Atlantic Energy I'm a cost accountant for all the energy construction, transmission distribution in the Mid-Atlantic uh, region. Uh, Dream Again, like you said, is uh, Martin Luther King's uh, vision made into a, a company. Uh, at Dream Again, we offer a book club helping individuals retain 100% royalties, telling uh, individual stories from uh, devalued communities or uh, all walks of life pretty much, but it, it focused on that group. But, you know, everybody got their own uh, trials and tribulations that they go through. Um, we also have a investment chat room. Uh, is at 980 members where we teach uh, financial literacy. Uh, we have um, my women's empowerment group. Her women's <laughs> empowerment group that has over 50 uh, females. Uh, we also have uh, uh, BWS uh, lawyers and accountants group uh, pretty much. Uh, t- we're going to uh, teach individuals how to start their own individual franchise. We got a partnership with ADP, uh, my alarm center for security. And um, we have one more with, I'm drawing a blank, uh, uh, Backers 529 plan to help individuals uh, get uh, uh, education expenses. This is like pretty much a money market account that take care of education expenses with K-12 uh, to college. I am so impressed. I have a question for you, Andre. Do you ever sleep? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I burn out and I, and, I, uh, and and what do you have for breakfast that powers you? You just you just created what you and Sierra created. You just read a a, a litany of of organizations all packed into one umbrella, right? Dream again. Yeah. To benefit so many people, your, your creative neurons in your brain must be working 92 hours a day. How long did it take the two of you to, to figure out what you wanted to do and set up the company, may I ask? Um, well, initially, the company was formed in 2013, and um, it just started off with the uh, tax service, building up clients, now it's over 150 clients, and then uh, the Financial group. We started that the begin. We started the groups the beginning of this year, and it grew pretty fast. Yeah, I'm. I'm very impressed. Uh, creativity, I think, is your is Sierra creativity Brown and Andre creativity Henry. I've just, I've just renamed the two of you. I'm. I'm very impressed. Uh, I know that you're you're young and you're starting a family and you met and you're you're partners, but it sounds like you have a creative heart, a passion for helping people. That yes. is, it's. Admirable. It's good news. It's a, a role model. Your child is will be very, very fortunate to have you for parents. I, I'm okay. getting, I'm getting tearful again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know we were announcing a baby on the show tonight. Excuse me. I've got to go to Stephanie, who's been sitting here very patiently. We'll talk. We'll talk. Don't go away, you two. You know that you're here for the hour. You're with me, Stephanie J. King. So happy to meet you. Your title, Soulpreneur, is creativity embodied right there, Stephanie. I looked at some of your books. Uh, your writing is lovely, and it just struck me as 
Interesting that you also care about people, about them moving ahead. One book is Believe and Achieve. Another one is Divine Guidance, The Answers You Need to Make Miracles. And another one is Life is Calling, How to Manifest Your Life Plan. And the one I mentioned before, I Am I, Angelic Messages, Oracle Book, and Oracle Cards. So, Stephanie... I'm going to put you on full view speaker screen so Facebook can enjoy your beautiful smile. And why don't you tell us how this all came into came to being? Go ahead, Stephanie. Well, I must have said before I was born that I would do this work um, because it wasn't a conscious decision at first here. Um, I went to bed normally one night. Uh, in the middle of the night, I woke up and I knew I had to write something down. So I crept downstairs and I had my awakening. And that was 35 years ago. Um, incredible, absolutely incredible. And I, and I can honestly say that I don't know where I would be without the work that I do. I'd be on the floor, you know, given the twists and the turns and the ups and the downs and the ins and the outs of life over the last few years, over all of those years, I'd be a wreck on the floor. It really is a lifeline. And my passion is to, to give that lifeline to others too. Because the thing is that God doesn't have any preferences. God loves everyone the same. And the first person or the last person to awaken will be as important as the ones before as the ones before. And God's waited so patiently since the dawning of time for us to come back into the fold and it's humbling that anything we've ever done is already forgiven all we have to do is realize that and reach back out to life to get the informations and guidance and and inspiration that we all deserve but completely in tune with our lives that's what's so magic you know um people watch star wars and they are impressed by the force but we have a real-time 24-7, 365 force working with us the whole of our life. And we didn't even know. And that's shocking. And so many people go home to spirit after they pass away. And they're angry because they're angry because they're still alive and they didn't know they would be. And nobody taught them. Maybe it crossed their path. Maybe they were too stubborn to see it. Maybe it didn't cross their path. But the fact is they're alive. And, you know, one of my books, Grave Doubts, reaches back with information from heaven that many people in heaven wished they would have known while they were here because it would have helped them make sense of this life but also leave it in a better condition and maybe stop some of the to-in and fro-in that we all do. The very fact that we've, we're here now means that we've been here before. There's very few souls that haven't. So we've been to-in and fro-in for many lifetimes and wouldn't it be so lovely to be able to choose when we come um. back rather than come back because we have to, you know, when some of the horrible stuff has played out. And and that's what my work offers us. Thank you very amazing. much, Stephanie. Very, very interesting. Uh, talk to me about your, uh, we're going to talk about creativity because that's the name of the show. That's the focus. So let's go to Sierra. Sierra, do you see yourself as a creative person? You wake up in the morning and say, I'm Sierra Brown. I'm creative. I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do that today. I'm going to invent another business avenue for my community offering under Dream Again, or I'm going to find a creative way to help Andre have a better day. What does creativity, Andre, don't say a word. Sierra, what, 
what does creativity mean in your daily life? Do you wake up and say, I'm a creative person, I'm Sierra? How, what does it mean? Um, I'm so athletic. I'm always ready to create by working out. <laughs> so um, I know I'm not like a lot of people don't agree with like women being in a gym while I'm pregnant, but I go in the gym to create like almost every day. So and he's more the business and then I'll come home and then help him out with anything. But yeah, so. Okay. Woman of few words. Andre, how does creativity yeah. impact your life every day? Um, I'm, I feel like uh, when it comes to creativity, I just uh, take uh, different things that I'm passionate about, like history, numbers, um, helping individuals and just uh, mesh it all together and try to put out a product or service that can uh, better someone's day. Very, very nice. And, and do you think of yourself, Andre, as a creative person? I'm Andre Henry, and I'm waking up, and I'm going to be creative today. Or is it, do you think it's just something that's just part of who you are, and you don't have to say that? What's your thought? Um, in terms of being a creative person, I, I just feel like it's just uh, instilled in me. I just feel like how my mind works. I just randomly comes up with different ideas and I just put it on paper and try to uh, make the best avenue to bring it to life. Very interesting. What do your clients say, Andre? You, you work with Fortune 500 companies, I know from your bio. What do they say, Andre? Find a creative way to do our... I'm not going to say that. Andre, uh, our company needs... Uh, do, do they use you as a, a creative preneur for their company or just for the accounting side, if I may ask? Um. Well, for, for like working um, for like the energy company, Exelon, they asked me to uh, come up with like creative ways that uh, see how where the variance came for uh, monthly accruals or figure out a way to uh, get the team members more active. So I'll, I'll come up with creative solutions in terms of uh, making the business uh, procedures better. That's about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that does take creativity. I have um, a, a radio show under a different name called Technology Revolution, the Future of Now. And I've been interview speaking with, it's a prediction show. And I've been speaking with women in STEM, women in engineering and medicine and science and uh, computer in, in technology and asking them what happened to their creative side. Do they think that it's compatible to be a STEM woman, a professional woman trained in, in the sciences, shall we say, math, science, etc., and be able to still be creative. Well, all of them are novelists, Andre. They all write crime novels or historical novels, and that's how I met them on a show about self-published authors. And I discovered that these four or five, six, I think I have two shows with eight women total, they all have a creative side, but they're also business people. Is that interesting to you, Andre? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Very, very cool. I have a woman who's an engineer, a retired engineer, and she writes historical novels about uh, Russian history. That's just her passion. And I have another woman who is, is in tech, and she writes um, novels about Cape Cod. And another one who is a doctor. She's an MD, and she writes murder mysteries related to poison because she specializes in toxic elements in her patients. So she picks poisons to be the culprits in her murder mystery. But she's an MD. She's a very educated MD, and she's writing murder mysteries, which I, I think is great. Stephanie, what's your thought? Do you wake up every day and say, I'm Stephanie J. King, and I'm going to create? I know that your, your passion is helping people with 
with the soulpreneur aspects of what you do. But do you think of yourself as a, I'm creative? Does that word come to mind or is it just in your DNA? No, I'm totally creative. Um, when I was a little girl, I used to sit knitting all day long. I can knit, I can sew, I can cook, I can do anything. So um, I, I didn't know I could write. That kind of happened all by itself. So I'm absolutely creative. And I help people, plug, I plug people into their own creativity. Very, very No matter who they are. Yeah, yeah, no matter who they are. And you know something, speaking of STEM, Andre and Sarah and Stefan is addressed to all of you. I've read articles that, well, first of all, Einstein, who was usually misquoted, has said that a scientist is also a creative person. There's mm-hmm. an art to being a scientific person. But I've read, uh, I've read, I wanted to say that when I was a computer programmer way back in the day before Sierra and Andre, I'm sure were way before they were born. <laughs> Stephanie, you may remember the days where people were key punching the code for the computer. I yep. was a, I was a program, I'm considered an early woman in tech. I was yep. invited to be the opening speaker for Women in Big Data, March 8th this year, International Women's Day. And they invited me to talk about my history with coding. But what's interesting is the creativity to me, which is, Andre, this may resonate with you in particular, was I was told we need this report to be done. And here's a basically a blank paper. And when we think, Stephanie's probably familiar with this term, tabula rasa, where are we born with a completely clean mm. slate in, in our brains? Or are we nature or are we nurture? Are we born with, and Stephanie, we can talk about for a second with you. But when I looked at a blank piece of paper and I had to write a report that would give 25 different data items in a 12-column report for the community yeah. colleges of the state of Oregon, nobody told me exactly how to code that. I had the skills of using COBOL, and a couple of years later, PL1, and I got to create that program. Nobody else's program was going to be exactly like mine. And I found that creative approach to science, if you will, which was coding, to be very, very exciting. So the question of there's no creativity in STEM, sure there is. Scientists are inventing stuff all the time. That's part of creativity. Stephanie, what's your thought about tabula rasa? Are we born, whoop, clean slate? You said we've all been here before. What do you think? Okay, well, every baby bo- every baby has to be born a clean slate, otherwise it's not a bla- brand new clean baby, but along the course of its life, it um, takes on information um, based on its star sign, its personality, um, situations around it, um, all sorts of things. We're very unique on how we process information. So during the course of our life, we recreate the karma that we're supposed to move through, but then we're supposed to overcome it. Karma isn't there to pull us down. It's there for us to punch through, get the T-shirt, move out the other side, pick up the gifts and carry on. And then you, you fall into your creativity. So it's really quite amazing. Life is amazing. It's one creative bowl of soup. <laughs> I like that. Is that alphabet soup with all the letters and we could form them into different words? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> interesting. Thank you. Thank you all. We have a lot more to talk about, but I want to go to my famous birthday segment. I have people who may be known to some of you or all of you, and we're going to just wish them a happy birthday. So it's August 16th. I'll just say to somebody in my life, 
in my life uh, who has a birthday today, and I've already wished I would send him his gift certificate. My family, we send gifts or e-cards, gift certificates. We don't wrap presents anymore because everybody's living around the country, so I already told him. It's my son. His birthday is today, so I won't even... I don't give my kids names on the air. They don't want to be, they want to be known in my world, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, they're both professionals. One's a lawyer and one's a doctor. There you go, Sierra and, and uh, Andre. <laughs> the world is possible. So, Rumor Willis, anybody know who Rumor Willis is? Remember the name? R-U-M-E-R, Willis? Has anybody ever heard of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore? That's their daughter is Rumor Willis. And I don't know if anybody ever watched, she's 32 today, young woman. Anybody remember watching the TV show, How I Met Your Mother? Remember that? Yes. Stephanie does. Okay. Well, the girl that he eventually ended up with named Tracy McConnell at the end was played by a young actress named Kristen Milioti, and it's her birthday today. I remembered as soon as I saw her name. Funny man Steve Carell. How many movies has he done? You know Steve Carell, right, Andre? Yeah, I must see. And The Office? Okay. I'm sure you know yeah, him personally, too. Yeah. 58 years old, and he's still a young boy. Who doesn't know Madonna? Come on. Madonna is 62 today. Sierra, can you believe that? Wow. Is that a young spirit? See? Yeah. Still, still creating. Angela Bassett, beautiful actress, is also 62. She might be Madonna's sister from another mother. I don't know. <laughs> James Cameron, the very celebrated film director, is 66 today. That's a nice age. Kathy Lee Gifford. Who doesn't know Kathy Lee Gifford? Come on. Kathy Lee and Hoda. Everybody knows Kathy Lee. She's 67. And there's an actress that only I know the name of. Stephanie, I don't know if you remember a bombshell named Julie Newmar. Do you remember way back in the day, she was a very famous, beautiful actress, a very sexy actress in big movies. You don't remember. Julie Newmar, 87, Mazel Tov, and keep going, Julie. Now, let's do our national holidays. This is fun. So I'm going to name the holiday. Today, we have a holiday, and I'm going to ask you how you celebrate, but I think I know what Sierra's going to say. Today is August 16th, and it's National Rum Day. You're not drinking rum while you're pregnant, are you, Sierra? No. No. <laughs> But maybe, is Andre allowed? Andre, do you enjoy rum? I drink rum. What's your favorite <laughs> rum drink? Do you have a favorite rum drink? Uh, I like Jack. Jack Daniels. Okay, but what about, oh, Jack Daniels uh, makes that's rum? That's whiskey. <laughs> oh, which uh, rum? Um, rum? Do um, you... I do like rum punch, like Jamaican rum. That's it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred proof. Okay, yeah. lock, lock up the liquor cabinet when the baby comes. <laughs> Stephanie, do you enjoy rum? I do, I do, I do. Yes, and some people put it in, they make a hot toddy with hot chocolate in the winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A mocha, very, very good and powerful. It's also roller coaster day. Sierra, also not for you. Andre, have you ever been to amusement park and gone on a roller coaster? Yeah, yeah, I've been to amusement park. Okay, well, today you're going to celebrate roller coaster day, whether you're on it or not. Stephanie, what about you? Um, I don't like roller coasters. Um, They make me feel a bit sicky, so I'm a bit of a coward. There you go. I don't think you're a coward at all. I think at a certain point in time, we want to know where the ground is, right? Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. <laughs> it's also National Tell-A-Joke Day. Stephanie, do you have a favorite soulpreneur joke you want to share Oh, 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 oh. Um, I can't think of one. Come back to me in a minute and I'll tell I will, you. I will. We'll go through the whole week. Sierra, do you have any favorite jokes you want to share with us? <laughs> No, Andre. I'm not good on the spot. I'm just always sarcastic. I'm a sarcastic person. I don't have any jokes. If you think it well, today's National Tell a Joke Day. So if somebody tells a joke, you'll say, good, you're celebrating National Tell a Joke Day. We took care of that. Now, 
Tomorrow, August 17th, is, I don't know why, but it's Black Cat Appreciation Day. Now, a lot of people are afraid if a, a, a dark cat, shall we say, crosses your path. Oh, my God. Stephanie, is there superstitions? Do you deal with those? Is that true what they say about a, a black cat going in front of your car, in front of your house, uh, in, underneath you when you're on a ladder? What does it mean? Well, do you know what? I'm probably boring, but I think we make our own luck, so I don't do superstition. I'll just recycle it back to the universe. Very well put. I said corrected. Andre, any superstitions <laughs> about cats or animals or anything? No, I don't believe We're it. allergic to cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should have said so. Then you're not celebrating that one. However, I have another, another, I have another holiday for you tomorrow. It's National Thrift Shop Day. Does anybody go... Uh, 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 who, who? Stephanie, you like thrift shops? Um, yes, sometimes you can pick up a good bargain. Yes. And Sierra. Oh, Sierra and Andre, do you do you populate or do you do you patronize thrift shops or do you use them in your in your business with Dream Again? What do you think? I was big with thrifting in college. You know, to save money, I used to just go there, get jeans, cut them up and like use it for fashion shows and stuff like that. Wait a minute. You said use them for fashion shows. What kind of fashion shows were you in? Um, well, you know, the uh, college that I went to Hampton University and they put on a lot of uh, fashion shows and stuff like that. So I would sometimes dress the girls and stuff. So very nice. Clothes from the thrift stores. Very cool. She's cool, Andre. She's, <laughs> she's cool beans. Andre, thrift stops. You ever go to a thrift shop? Not that I can think of. I mean, I dropped some, donated some clothes probably. That's about, yeah, that's about it. Well, you could be a donator or you could be a, a patron. Years ago when I was between corporate jobs, I come from, a, after programming, I became a corporate marketing person for banks, for real estate companies, all in New York, and then global companies, and now I'm a broadcaster. But I, um, I decided in between jobs to keep busy. I, I wasn't hurting for money, but I was, I was, using my savings, but I was okay. And right. I decided to sell on eBay. So my mother was, she was an antique dealer. I wasn't going to sell her antiques because she had high-end stuff. But I said, I went to my mom and I said, got anything you want to get rid of? I, I had a woman on my radio show who was the, called herself the queen of eBay selling. And she told me on a radio interview how to sell. So I said to my mom, you got anything? And my mom gave me this pitcher The you pour juice out of or whatever and it, right. it was it was um uh i'm trying to think of the name it was from scandinavia it was a big white picture with a picture of a cat in in blue and green like little triangles that made up this image of a cat and it was beautiful and mom had been, received it as a gift over the summer a couple of years before i never used it. it was sitting on top of a refrigerator she said go sell this i put it on ebay i'm getting to the point of thrift shops here put it on ebay and there's a damn bidding war for this thing. People from all over the world. And I said, our cat picture is the cat's meow. It's the cutest one on eBay. I was very creative with my description. I think somebody bought it for something like $85 from Norway. I had to ship it around the world. And I thought, well, this is really something interesting. So I started going to thrift shops. I have a great uh, St. Vincent de Paul on Long Island where I lived for 30 years before I moved here. And the woman who, who managed this St. Vincent had been in the antique 
business at flea markets. And she knew how to merchandise things. She knew how to display things. So she had a whole section for glassware that people had donated, Andre. And she knew how to display it so that you go and you say, wow, look at those glasses. Look at those trays. Look at those plates. And then she'd mark everything down with a magic marker. It's red. Okay, this is $5 instead of 10 This is $2 instead of 3 I'd come home with bags of glassware. And sometimes I would sell it, resell it, dishes. I'd buy entire sets of dishes from thrift shops and resell them. And I had quite a nice little business going on eBay. But the trick is, if you go to a garage sale, and you see something that you think would sell for a lot. Let's say somebody's got something for $3 on there, get rid of a table, and you know that's a, a designer brooch, for example, Sierra or Stephanie. It's a designer pin. You look it up. You don't go, oh, my God, Eureka, I'm going to sell this for $1,000. You say, okay, I'll give you the $3. Please put it in a bag for me. You go to your car. You drive around the block, and you say, mm-hmm. oh, my and then you put it on ebay and you sell it so that that's the trick stephanie you're nodding anything you want to add there well i can completely get that but also i want to say that um you know a lot of people turn their nose up at the thrift shops Mm -hmm. and they won't go in because they're too snobby but actually it, it comes from way back when um you know, I think in America, the um, the Indians, the Red Indians, they used to have giveaway ceremonies because they believed that everything was born with its own energy and it's supposed to be used for that. So if you have something and you're not using it, it's actually um, it, it, it's it, the, the the product wasn't getting used the way it should. So you used to have giveaway ceremonies and they used to take all the things to the ceremony and play swaps because something old to someone is new to something else and it's the same today you know you can go into a thrift shop and pick something up and it's it's just what you needed and yet it's been sitting on somebody's shelf for ages isn't that interesting and today you know what we call that sometimes we call it recycling right yeah yeah yeah, i'm going to recycle this old dress i'm putting it back into the flow putting it back into the flow That's what you're doing. And and you all all might get a kick out of the fact that because I was getting good at eBay, I wanted to teach it. So I walked into my local adult ed school, uh, adult ed in Great Neck, New York, where I lived. And I said to the director, I knew her, and I said, Rana, I'd like to teach it. She said, you're lucky day. We just got rid of the guy who was teaching eBay. The class is already full with six people in a computer lab. Everybody got their own PC and we could actually go online and, and do real, set up real things on eBay. And she said, okay. Uh, she said, can you be ready in 10 days? I said, excuse me. She said, the class is already signed up. You're my new eBay teacher. Do you want it? I said, sure. So I went home and designed a curriculum and I walked in 10 days later and it became a very popular class that I taught for years and years. I had waiting lists for my class about creative ways to do eBay selling and a little bit of eBay buying. We had, we had a ball in my class. Anyway, I'll tell you that story another time. That was fun. So let's go on for the next day. When Yes, Stephanie. Let, let me just say one more thing. There's yeah. a lot of people, you know, going up and down the country with shows. I talk to lots of people. And over the course of the years, we get so many gifts and so many things that, you know, we don't pick up everything and say, oh, I'm so glad I bought you. We go flipping thing while well, we still got that. But we can't <laughs> kind of give it away because it's got memory attachments. So I kind of say to people, look, go through your house, things that have a memory, take a picture and then sell it. You know, send it often somebody who needs it, but take a picture so you've still got the memory and let it go. 
And you know, today you could actually sell that picture as an EFT, a non-fungible token. You know they're doing it, right, Andre? Andre, are are you into any of that? Can you tell us how that works, EFTs? Uh, The NFTs. uh, NFTs, sorry. You're good. It's the non-refundable token. So you can pretty much take an image, like uh, we could take your background there, turn it to an NFT, and they'll code it and pretty much sell it. It's not... They're trying to say it's going to be like the new intellectual property for mm-hmm. um for like uh like trading cards and things like that. They're just going to sell it as a, a technology based card, and it's going they're going to get their own special code in where it's going to be a unique identifier. Mm-hmm. You can sell it off to the market. Yeah, we 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 have a team that uh, works on that. Well. I had a feeling, and that's part blockchain is part of that, right? The authenticity yeah, of the NFT. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very interesting. Thank you. I'm glad glad you mentioned that, Stephanie. My show is very, very loose. We we just talk. That's all we're doing is sharing ideas. And that's why I'm doing the national holidays because they're starting ideas. Wednesday is a special day for Sierra and Andre, and they don't know it yet, Stephanie, because it's National Couples Day. Oh, so do something special for each other or together. National Couples Day. And it's also, I don't know if you're going to celebrate this way. It's Fajita Day. Do you eat fajitas? Sarah and Andre? We do. (laughs) Okay. I've become a TikTok fan and I'm trying to eat more on a, along a keto diet. I can watch TikTok for a half hour and come up with about 12 recipes, and I'm now using their recipes to change my entire way of eating. And the food is really good. I've gotten very creative, and I bought it, ordered a new stove, which is coming in a couple of weeks. It will be a smart stove with, with Wi-Fi. It will have an air fryer. It will have a convection oven, and it has a griddle on top. You can turn on one side or the other side, right in the middle with a an, an oval burner in the middle for the fifth burner. I am so excited about it. And now that I'm cooking a different way, I'm going to use it. I have a hint for all of you. Anybody ever heard of a chaffle instead of a waffle? A chaffle? No. Anybody? No. Okay. No. Here's the deal. You have a waffle iron? You normally put flour and egg and milk, right? Some kind of rising, Bisquick or whatever. Well, skip the flour, skip the Bisquick, skip the carbs. Scramble an egg and add a bunch, a handful of shredded cheese. I like Colby Jack. You can use cheddar, anything you like, and pour it into the waffle iron very hot and close the lid and let it cook. And you will have beautiful, fluffy waffles that have absolutely zero carbs in them. It's just the eggs. You can put a slice of ham in it. Uh, I don't know how chicken would do, but I have a very sturdy old, uh, I think it's a brawn, no, some some other brand, um, a waffle iron that I was going to get rid of. And I use it almost every day now, but you skip the carbs and you can use, I have a coconut flour which is gluten-free. And if you don't like that eggy flavor to the to the, the chaffle, C-H-A-F-F-L-E, put a, a half a teaspoon or a teaspoon and a half of coconut flour, sprinkle it into the eggs when you're whipping the eggs with the cheese, a lot of cheese. Another recipe is you take a low-carb or balanced carb, uh, what do they call it, a shell, uh, like a, a roll-up, what are we talking about here, a taco shell? You yeah. put it in a pan and you put a couple slices of provolone on it, let the heat from the the frying pan come up through the shell and melt the cheese. Then you'd flip it over once on a nonstick pan and flip it back and then fill it with sauteed vegetables or cut up chicken or anything and then fold it in half and eat it like a taco. And it is absolutely amazing. I'm I'm a big TikTok fan now. <laughs> 
started a week ago and I lo- I'm learning a whole new way of living. Anyway, let's move on. Oh, Thursday is World Potato Day. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. It is World Potato Day. It's also Photo Day. I thought I made a typo between photo and potato. I was thinking, what's wrong with me? It's World Potato Day. Sierra, do you eat potatoes? I do. Yes. What's your favorite recipe for? What's your favorite style? Um, I don't really have a favorite style. I just like the when you cut the potato in half, put the cream cheese and stuff like that on there. You talking shrimp. about baked potatoes? Baked potatoes. Stu- like Sorry. And you can do a, a stuffed double baked potato. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> cream cheese is very big on the diet. I'm trying to follow now. Uh, Stephanie, what about you? Potatoes. All potatoes. I know. I think they're oh, wonderful. I know. So lovely. But it's also, Thursday is also National Soft Ice Cream Day. Anybody remember Carvel or any of those Mr. Softy where it's soft ice cream that swirls yeah. up? Yeah, I think we'll pass on that one, although I still do like ice cream. It's Photo Day. World Photo Day celebrates the day the French government bought the patent for the daguerreotype photographic process that creates highly detailed images on a sheet of copper plate with a thin coat of silver. This was the definition of photography. It's literally drawing the light coined by British scientist in 1839, Sir John Herschel. He used the Greek word photos, which means light, and the word graphe, which means drawing or writing. So photo day celebrates the patent bought by the... I thought that was interesting. Okay, here we go. Friday is National Chocolate Pecan Pie Day. Who likes chocolate pecan pie? No. I, I think... I, how could you put chocolate in a pecan pie? Stephanie? No, I don't think so. I, I think, think it's so. nice enough by itself. I think so, too. I was surprised. It's also National Radio Day, talking about radio used by military and government for navigation, blah, blah, blah. Okay. I've been on the radio for 20 years, and I think radio is great. Saturday, August 21st is National Senior Citizens Day. I'm not celebrating anybody I know. I'm just going to pretend I didn't read that one. Sunday, August 22nd is Be an Angel Day. Aw. Stephanie, what about being an angel? Should we? How do we become an angel? I think we just need to be ourselves because we're all good, really. We're all good at heart. Ooh, Sierra, do you want to be an angel on Sunday? I do want to be an angel. Just, I mean, I'm a person when I have a good heart, so. <laughs> I like, and she knows it. Andre, Andre, is she an angel? Andre, don't move around. We're losing you. Go ahead. Uh, some days. some days it's also when you're busy celebrating angel day it's take your cat to the vet day and it's tooth fairy day and you remember the story of oh are you going to use the tooth fairy for your your child sierra when the teeth fell out fall out (laughs) he he doesn't believe in like telling the kids lies so I had a feeling. I had a feeling. You know, I've been watching some, I watch a lot of detective mysteries on TV, and there was one where there's a real smart math kid, and the parents said, Daddy doesn't want to celebrate Tooth Fairy Day, even though your tooth fell out. And she says, Oh, just give me the dollar. I know it's all fake anyway. <laughs> See, that's what smart kids are doing. And next Monday, August 23rd, I'll be on the air at 7 o'clock at night, but I like to read the holidays. It's National Cheap Flight Day. We'll leave that one alone. Anybody know what a Cubano is? It's a Cuban sandwich. Anybody remember what a Cubano is? Yeah. There's a, a place. Uh, it's over a bridge from uh, from the Bronx in New York. Um, something island. LLL is going to tell me what the island is. Anyway, it's a, an island you drive to, and it's all restaurants and outdoor places with mariachi bands. Tito, uh, Tito, uh, who's the famous musician? The uh, the Latin musician. Uh, 
Tito Puente. Tito Puente had a restaurant there, and they specialize in Cubanos. And a Cubano or a Cubano is a ham, cheese, pork, and mustard on a special kind of bread. And they grill it, and it's fantastic. Probably not on my diet anymore, but that's a Cuban sandwich called a Cubano. And it's sponge cake day. Anybody like sponge cake? Sierra? Yep. Stephanie? No, no. Okay. Well, you could do a lot of mixed strawberry shortcakes out of them. Okay. Let's go to some favorite quotes here. You all had a favorite quote, Sierra. Let's do yours first. This is from Will Smith's character in The Pursuit of Happiness. And you're going to just tell me briefly. We only got 12 minutes left. Tell me briefly why this is your favorite quote. Here's what Will Smith's character said in The Pursuit of Happiness. You got a dream. You got to protect it. People don't, can't do something themselves. They want to tell you, you can't do it. If you want something, go get it period. Sierra, talk to me. How'd you pick this one? One of my favorite quotes, because growing up, a lot of people told me that I can't do what I did, or um, even like my mother had told me that one day. So it's like, um, you know, growing up, I had gained that confidence. I was like, you're not going to ruin my dream. I'm going to show you that I can do it. And I I did. Like, I eventually, I'm still, I still have a lot of goals I want to accomplish, but a lot of the goals that I did accomplish, I did, you know, it happened off of the drive of people telling me that I can't do it, especially with my mother. Yeah. Wow. Great, great quote. By the way, LLL has just emailed me. It just popped up on my screen. It's City Island, C-I-T-Y, City Island. You drove across the bridge, you went in a roundabout, and all of these restaurants up and down in the water at the on all sides, and the restaurants had wonderful mariachi bands. It was like going to a party whenever you went to these places. It was lovely music and really good food and that island feeling. Thank you, LLL. We appreciate that. Andre Henry, you sent a quote from Tupac Shakur. The song is Keep Your Head Up. And this is interesting. The quote from the lyric is, you know, it's funny when it rains, it pours. They got money for wars, but can't feed the poor. That rhymes. Andre, what does this mean to you? Talk to me. Um, well, Tupac has always been an inspiration to me. Um, just his lyrics always uh, always felt like I was connected to him um, just growing up because I went through a lot of adversity, losing both of my parents at the age of eight. Mm-hmm. And um, just listening to his music and uh, different artists, uh, like when it rains, it pours. Like when, when I think of that, I started, I started questioning like a lot of things that was going on in society. And um, just like I just reading and understanding the history, like the foundation of the country is ran on war. You know, they uh, syndicated the loans in Africa, Latin America and made them default JP Morgan. Uh, it's always been a war for um, power and uh, greed. And uh, they never actually take, you know, the money, the trillion dollars that they're playing with currently uh, <laughs> messing with inflation rates. Uh, talking about interest, you know, uh, tampering bonds, they're, they're never actually doing anything to actually uh, fix the uh, community. So I just I think it's crazy, even like what's happening in Afghanistan currently. Um, you know, it's, it's a lot of money that comes from the country, but, well, that they, you know, Europe and U.S., they uh, print a lot of money, but they're not actually fixing these third world countries, which is, which is crazy to actually taking the resources, using nonprofits to, uh, you know, uh, with bad intentions, I should say. Thank you, Andre. I appreciate that. And um, 
You are doing something about that, though. You and Sierra, through Dream Again, are helping those disenfranchised or, or disabled communities that are not able to get access to what they need. So I applaud both of you. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And let's go to Stephanie's quote. She picked a favorite quote from Forrest Gump, the 1994 film. And Forrest Gump said the famous line, Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. I hope I didn't murder that one. Stephanie, how'd you pick that one? Go ahead. Well, um, I mean, I, I really like the film. It's got so many messages within it. But then if we look at our own life, everything is just like a box of chocolates. You know, we look at things from the outside. We follow what we think we'd like or what we think we want. And then when we get it or when we reach it or when we look into it, it's never what we expect anyway. You know, um, and so we have to choose again and choose again and choose again. And sometimes, you know, you'll bite into something that looks lovely and it really is horrible. And the things that you expect not to be nice are really good. So life is like that. Life is absolutely like that. You're right. I haven't I haven't had a good box of chocolates in a while, but I know what you mean. I always pick the ones that look like they've got some really good chocolate inside. And the other ones I might eat the frosting off and just goodbye. That's it. Gone. Um, let's I want to see if we have oh, we've got seven minutes left. I want to pick one creativity statement from each of you and just take about 60 seconds to tell us more about it. Sierra, I'm starting with you. You say creativity to me means power because you have the ability to create and recreate yourself over and over again, going above and beyond your own challenges. Wise words for a young woman. Sierra, what does this mean to you? Um, it means a lot because um, that's why I started my women's group chat because I feel like every day I wake up and I get to help women recreate themselves by sending them affirmations or, you know, just talking to them about their everyday lives or struggles. So I think creativity is really powerful because you get to help. To me, you get to help others recreate themselves and become a better person. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's beautiful. Thank Andre. You. I'm looking at your statement number four. This is an interesting one. You say creativity is a blessing in disguise. What is it disguised as? Andre? Uh, yeah, yeah, so creativity, creativity is um, definitely a blessing because yeah, I feel like it's a, a divine power where, you know, if you can just come off creative thoughts uh, in a constant wave, uh, I feel like it comes from uh, something unique that, you know, can't even be explained like a universal guy or type uh, energy. So I feel like when individuals are creative, it's a untapped uh, essence that, you know, people need to touch upon. Thank you. I like that. Let's go to Stephanie. I have two here. I want to read. I think we can have time for both. One is your statement. Number three, you say creativity is to become a hybrid solution, blending the old with the new and making things better. And that's what I call the show today, using creativity to make the world better. Stephanie, talk to me, please. Well, again, you know, we live, we live so many lives within one life and all the things we do we find all the flaws, but then creativity comes in where you 
rise above that. It's not a case of throwing away what's old and starting again. It's about bringing in the strands and reblending and turning it around and making something new out of the old. And that's why, you know, the feminine is really good. The, the, the worldview was masculine and the idea was that we would chop it all down and start again. But that's not the answer. You know, you make something out of what was and make it better because then you've got the foundation in place. Why start again? Very well put. I want to read a little bit from one of your books. We just have a couple minutes left. This is from mm. Believe and Achieve. May I read a little bit, Stephanie? Please. I think Andre and Sierra will appreciate this. Stephanie says, you are unique. Your whole life is a gift. How will you choose to express and take it forward? What will you give life back? Who will you evolve into being? You are a living, breathing work of art in a state of constant progress. You are creating and expressing even now as you, I read these words, nothing about you is haphazard. The world is your oyster. Your life can be everything you want it to be very easily. You just need to know how to achieve it. There's an affirmation on page 36. I am free to change my mind and my opinion. I like that one. And Stephanie says in the book, if you're reading the book, just let the book open anywhere and see what's on that page and it will speak to you. Well, she said, if you're reading the digital book, the PDF, just click your whatever you're flipping through pages with spin. So Stephanie, I seven's my lucky number. So I just scrolled my mouse seven times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I landed on page 54. And here is what I discovered. The affirmation, I am comfortable to be my own self. Sierra, how cool is that? It's really cool. Is that cool, Andre? Yeah, that's yes. cool. I like that um, breakdown in the beginning. Yep. And Stephanie, you can tell that I picked bits and pieces from different chapters of your book. And I appreciate what you wrote. You are unique. Your whole life is a gift. Who will you evolve into being? Just beautifully stated. And and your creativity comes through so beautifully in your words, Stephanie. Thank you very much. We are just about out of time. I want everybody to say thank you to Josh. That's our engineer. I'm going to count to three. Everybody say thank you, Josh. One, two, three. Thank, thank you, you Josh. Josh. We have to be nice to him or he won't come back. Yes, he will. <laughs> and now here are my closing words. And LLL, let's all say again, happy birthday, LLL. One, two, three. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, LLL. And City Island, may you have, yes, City Island. That's not Port Washington, but it's another place to go. And I have some closing messages here. From my, I found these in my notes from my 2014 radio show. And here it is. Everybody listen up. Life is short. Break the rules. Mm, forgive quickly. Kiss slowly. Take it from me. That's the only way to kiss if you really mean it. Love truly. Sierra, you can smile now. Laugh uncontrollably and never regret anything that made you smile. That's the first message. The second is work like you don't need the money. Even if you do, just work like you don't need it because you want to be happy with what you're doing. Dance like no one's watching. And when I was teaching disco and hustle and line dances to hundreds of people years ago, they all watched, let me tell you. Sing like nobody's listening. Ah, I try not to. And love like you've never been hurt because we've all been hurt. So just get over it and move on. The heart heals. The heart regenerates. The heart opens up again. The heart can be big if you allow it. Money talks, chocolate sings, and last but not least, and I stole this line from somebody. Thank you for turning me on. Radio Red says thank you to Sierra. Thank you to Andre. Thank, thank you to you Stephanie. Thank you. Don't go away. We're going to take pictures. And a shout out to Marion Zola who couldn't join us today. I'll get her on another show. Facebook, bye-bye. Everybody wave goodbye to Facebook. There we go. 
Thanks again for tuning in to Read My Lips Radio presented by the Voice America Variety Channel. Tweet your questions and comments to at Radio Red 777. Join host, a.k.a. Radio Red, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a positively cool, creative week.